0: Is the Lord. Psalm 19, verse 14. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Somebody needs to say, My redeemer. Amen. He's my Lord, He's my strength, and He's my redeemer. Amen. Hey, I I don't know about you. I came here to worship with you today. I came here to be a part of this service today. But I came here for my God. Amen. I came here to worship my Redeemer. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm glad you're here and you have the willingness to do that with me. But he is my Redeemer and I'm here to worship him. Job said it like this in the 19th chapter in the 21st or the 25th verse. For I know, amen. Now this brother was going through some stuff and I don't know how he, Endured everything that he endured and all the loss and all the pain and all the suffering and, and everything that unfolded in his life. How many's ever had some stuff that's unfolded in your life? Amen. And you just didn't really know which way to go. Well, you didn't know even whether to go left or right. You didn't know. But he said, For I know that my Redeemer liveth, and that he shall stand in the latter day upon the earth. You can rejoice in that today no matter what the situation is, no matter what the focus is, no matter what's happening currently in the media or across the globe that Jesus is going to stand in the latter day upon the earth in full power and reign in authority. Somebody needs to get excited today that our, our, our Redeemer Proverbs 23 and 11 said, For the Redeemer is mighty. He shall plead their cause for thee. Somebody needs to understand today that we have an advocate, praise God, that's pleading for us, with us, and he's with us. And if God be for us, who can stand against us? Hey, man, somebody needs to get excited today. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Oh, you people, clap your hands unto the Lord and shout unto God with a voice of triumph and expectancy this morning that he is still God and he is still on the throne. You may be seated in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Redeemer. Praise the Lord. A redeemer is a kinsman who buys back an inheritance that was lost i'm going to say that again for those who don't really understand why these 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 brethren were all excited when they penned it in the old testament praise god a redeemer is a kinsman amen who buys back an inheritance that has been lost, Amen. Whether you realize it or not, we lost our inheritance in the garden, Amen. And and you've heard me preach it before because I I, I hear it all the time, and I hear and and I like what people are saying when they say when that they, when they're saying I'm a fifth generation apostolic I like I like that because it lets me know that there is a heritage praise the lord that's been passed down from patriarch of that family to patriarch of that family but the truth of the matter is this there's only one generation amen of apostolics because you must be born into the kingdom you can't be born into the kingdom by mama and dad You can't be born in by grandma and grandpa or great grandpa and great grandpa. You've got to be born into the kingdom of God yourself. Amen. Every generation. David understood it when he said, I was born in sin and I was shapen in iniquity. He understood the fact that sin back at the garden followed a trail all the way to him. And there was nothing that he could do until he broke the curse of sin in his life. Amen. You can break the curse of sin by becoming obedient to the Word of God. And that's what we must understand this morning, that the Word of God is powerful. It's powerful. Amen. I'm going to go on record and say this morning it really doesn't matter what mama and daddy has done. Amen. Amen. You need to look at your neighbor and say, I'm here representing me. I'm here representing me. Someone, come on now, y'all ain't doing it. I'm here representing me. Hey, Amen. Hey, I can't save mama and daddy. I can't save grandma and grandpa, and they can't save me. Only the Redeemer can save me. Somebody needs to be, you need to preach with me this morning. My Lord, I'm going to preach until I get a response. Amen? Praise God. And no more than they've let me be in the pulpit lately. I just feel pretty good being here. Amen? A redeemer, praise the Lord. Come on. Hey, you brethren need to hear what's going on right out here. Praise God. A redeemer buys back an inheritance. We have an inheritance, praise the Lord. We have a promise, praise God. And thank God we have a redeemer that paid a price that came and offered himself as a sacrifice that we couldn't offer. Hey, you couldn't redeem yourself. You can't redeem your neighbor. It's a, We've already said you can't redeem mama and daddy, but you can redeem yourself through obedience to the redeemer. We need a Redeemer. We need the Redeemer. Amen. Garden uh, of Eve of Eden uh, is where sin started. And maybe it was with Eve it started, praise God. But it ultimately fell back on the, on the uh, disobedience of Adam. Amen. That's why David could say, I was born in sin and shapen in iniquity because his father Adam, praise the Lord. Our father, Adam, who is the father of all things, of all humans back then. Are you with me? Are you preaching? Because you're getting quiet like I'm, like I'm getting somewhere. I'm just in the garden, praise God. I'm in the garden. Eve seen that the tree had a fruit that, was, that looked good. Amen? And she gave the fruit to her husband, Adam, who did eat, and sin was introduced into humanity. Amen. And it has this generational curse that's followed us. Are you with me? We all have sin. Praise the Lord. That's why we must break the curse of sin. The curse goes all the way back to the garden. Are you following me this morning? Why because we need to be about our father's business. And we can't be about our father's business if he's not our father. Are you with me? We need to expand the kingdom of God. How many knows that's what we're here to do? Amen? We're here, at number one, to solidify our salvation and make sure we're saved. Amen? If you haven't done a, a thorough investigation in scripture of what it requires to be born again, I challenge you to do that. Being born, I can tell you what it's not. Being born again is not coming up to the front of the church and praying at the altar. That's not being born again. That's a component and is necessary, but it doesn't completely fulfill all of the necessary requirements of being born again, amen? Jesus talked about being born again to Nicodemus, amen, in the third chapter of the book of John. We like to go to John 3 but we want to skip all them first 15 verses and get down to John 3 and 16. For God so loved the world. Amen? And we know he loved the world. We know that he loves humanity. We know that he loved us before we first loved him. Amen? I'm with you on that. But what about those first 15 verses of the book of John? Chapter 3. He told Nicodemus, you must be born again. You cannot enter Somebody needs to write this down. You cannot enter the kingdom of God without being born again. Amen? Oh, I'm here to preach to somebody today that there's hope. Amen? There's a, You're not getting too excited with me, but there's hope anyway. Praise God. And the problem that I see a lot today in in a lot of conversation that I have with people today is that Jesus came and redeemed us. He came and offered himself as the perfect sacrifice to sin, praise the Lord, and redeemed us. He provided an avenue where we could remit our sins. But some people, amen, even born again, altar praying, baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost people, praise the Lord, sometime refuse to leave their sins under the blood. Let me explain what remittance is, remittance of sin, remittance, remittance. I'm here to preach to you today about expanding God's kingdom and being redeemed to the Lord, amen? Remittance means it's gone. Amen? So if I was born in sin, Brother Ryan, and I had sin in my life, and God remits it through the process of the new birth, that means that sin is completely gone, no matter what it was. Amen? I don't care how... Severe and what you were involved in. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how nasty. It doesn't matter what you've done. God forgives it and that settles it. Amen. Once you've been born again. Once you've submitted to the process of repentance, baptism, baptism in the name of Jesus Christ for the remittance of sin. I feel like we're picking right up from Sunday night where you left off. Amen? Because it's necessary that the name of Jesus be spoken over water baptism because that's where the remittance of sin, that's where we become a kinsman to the Redeemer, praise the Lord. You can't, Be redeemed because you don't have a redeemer if you haven't been baptized in his name. Repentance is good, but it's not enough. It won't get you to the prize that you're seeking. You've got to take the next step forward and get in that water and let the name of Jesus be spoken over you, praise the Lord, so you become a kinsman. Because that's what a redeemer is. A redeemer is not someone who just forgives everybody of anything they've ever done. A kinsman we have to become. Amen? So that he can redeem us. Praise the Lord. I feel like there's a couple of light bulbs that's come on this morning. There is a necessity... For the name of Jesus to be spoken over you. and ba- Listen to me. The first time I was baptized, I've been baptized twice. The first time I was baptized, I was baptized in the name of the Father, the name of the Son, the name of the Holy Ghost. That was not sufficient. Now, I'm not trying to pick anybody's religion apart. Amen. But I can show you in the Bible. I can show you in the Word of God. Now, you can probably take me to some preachers and people that have teached that that's sufficient. It is not sufficient according to the Word of God. Not according to my theology. According to His theology. That does not make us a kinsman. A kinsman buys back an inheritance that was lost. We lost the inheritance in the garden. We became a kinsman to Jesus Christ through baptism. It's the only place where you receive the name of Jesus. Amen? I can take it a step farther. If we're going to be the bride of Christ, my wife is sitting out in this lobby. Watching me, if honey, if I'm t- if I'm lying, you come running through the door and stop me. Praise the Lord. When she married me, she took my name. That made her my bride. If she wouldn't have, if she refused my name, I would have had a check about that. Wouldn't you? Amen. If she would have refused, no, I'm not going to be. I'm not, I'm not going to be a Williams. Amen. I'd have said, well, wait a minute. You don't want no part of this. You're not interested in being a part of my life. Amen. And that's why it's important for us to become the bride of Christ. When we become the bride of Christ, we take on the name of Jesus. Then we are heirs to the kingdom of God. Amen. Praise the Lord. This, this, the, the plan of salvation is absolutely beautiful. And when you see people that repent and, be, and, the, and then they are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and, re, and receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, it's glorious. Amen? Because, you know, there's some supernatural things. Hey, the natural and the supernatural parallel each other. I'm going to give you an example. You repent. When you repent, something leaves you. Amen. How many knows that I'm telling you the truth? You know what leaves you? It's your condemnation. Amen. That's not salvation. You're not saved when you feel that and when that takes place. Amen. You're on the right path, but it's not not complete. Amen. When you repent, I don't know about you. Maybe I'll just give you my example. When I repented, I, and I'm going to tell you something that was very difficult because I was sitting about right back here somewhere in a little church in Pacific, Missouri, first time I repented. And I was sitting about right here, somewhere along right in through here. Praise God. These chairs are comfortable. They're more comfortable than those chairs. The Holy Ghost tapped me and started dealing with me. And I said, I'm going to that altar. Amen. And then something hit me on the other side and said, everybody's going to be looking at you. Has everybody, Anybody ever? Am I the only one that's ever dealt with anything like that? Because I had to make, I had, I, you couldn't do it for me. You couldn't do it for me. I had to make a conscience decision at that moment that I was going to raise up and I'm going to tell you something. That first step was tough. Because you know what happened? I was the only one standing, Sister Lewis. And everybody in the sanctuary went, they looked like you just seen an alien. What's he doing? They didn't know if I was rushing the pulpit. They didn't know. But what I was doing was responding to the conviction of the Holy Ghost where God was trying to save me. Amen? God was trying to save me. And in, in, in order for me to fulfill the plan of God, number one, I had to repent. And that's what I was feeling. My conviction was driving me to that altar. And I began to take step after step. Praise the Lord. And you know what? It felt like every step, Sister Doty, that I took, something fell off of me. Amen. I started walking just a little better. I'm going to tell you that first couple steps was tough. And I felt like I had shackles on my feet. But they began to fall off. and I made my way. And I prayed. And I prayed. And I prayed until I felt like the Lord had done something for me. And when I stood back to my feet, Brother John, I was different. I knew I was different. I felt different. I felt lighter. I don't know how to tell you. How do you feel lighter, praise the Lord? Especially, <laughs> I, you know, I know I was looking at you, but <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> praise God. How do you feel lighter? I just felt lighter. I just, I did. I felt, I felt freedom. Amen. I felt like the things that had been oppressing me and holding me back, from making a move toward God. Now, I'm going to tell you something. If you're here today, it's because you have a desire to go to heaven. I don't care if it's the first time you've ever walked through these doors, and I don't care if you've never been in a church service before. None of that really matters. If you're here today, it's because you want to be saved. You want to go to heaven, praise the Lord, or you wouldn't be here. That's the truth. I'm here. I'm not here because I don't have anything else to do, Brother Elledge. I've got plenty to do. I've got more to do. I sit out there till right before church service talking on the phone, praise God, to, to other pastors, amen, and, and trying to help people navigate through some of the things that they're navigating through. I've got plenty to keep me busy. I could have never left. I could have sit on the porch with my phone in one hand and a cup of coffee in the other and sit there for hours talking to people. It's not like I don't have anything else to do, but I've got to be saved. I must be more than anything. Before I help you, I've got to be saved, praise the Lord. I've got to help myself. And I don't care what it is you've been doing it for. You need to help yourself. You need to save yourself from this untoward generation. This world is turning upside down. And the, the, the concepts and, and the things that are taking place are getting out of ahead. Save yourself from this untoward generation. And it all starts right there. Amen? You want to expand God's kingdom? you got to expand it in your life first. Amen. You're never going to be effectively expanding God. How can you help yourself if you don't make a move toward God? And how can you help your family? Somebody needs to preach with me this morning. Everybody, I know we, we want to be sanctified and all that, but I'm going to tell you something. Sanctification comes from Purification. You purify our minds and our thoughts and Amen. Sanctify yourselves. It all starts right there. God forgive me a sinner. You know what repentance is? I know most of you do, but some of you may not, so I'm gonna just talk about it a minute. If you were in Australia and you've heard me say this and you've heard this illustration before and the army was marching past you the Australian army and that old drill sergeant hollered repent they would all turn and go the other way and that's what repentance is turning from your sins and going a different direction amen Not desiring the things of the world. I wish somebody had helped me this morning. Not desiring the things in the world or of the world more than we desire heaven. Turn the other way. And repentance is as easy as, Father, forgive me. I'm a sinner. Let me tell you what it's not. Let me tell you what repentance is not. It's not going up to somebody in the church and saying, Hey, pulling a list out and saying, I've done all these things. That's not repentance. That's confession. Amen? We don't, I know that we're supposed to confess our sins, but the Bible says that we have one mediator between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus. If you're going to confess to him, praise the Lord. Let him know about what you're sorry for. Don't go and tell everybody in the church, praise the Lord. down at this old wooden bench and begin to confess your sins to God. God, I'm a sinner. I've sinned. I need forgiveness. I've done wrong. I've done people wrong. I'm I'm not doing right. You know I'm not living right, God, and I want to make things right, praise the Lord. And, And you know what? That same prayer of repentance can go for those that are in the church. Remember I was preaching earlier about people that like to drag things out from underneath the blood. Where's the blood come from? Where's it at? Where do you find the blood? There's only one place you're going to find the blood. Amen? It's in the name. Jesus. It's in that name. When that name is pronounced upon you in baptism, the blood is activated. You're buried with him in baptism. Your sins are remitted, isn't it? The blood that washes away our sins, isn't, isn't the only way that we that we have the remittance of our sin is that the blood. Amen. Well, the blood is in the name. The name has to be spoken. That's why you can't say Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. That's why the name must be pronounced. Amen. And I'm going to go a step farther. And this, I've never read this in Scripture, but it was everybody that was in the Bible that was ever baptized in the name of Jesus was baptized by a man that believed it. Not from some joker down the road that'll hunt with anybody's dog. Amen? That'll do whatever you ask him to do. Amen? It's from a man that believes that that word is right, that scripture is right, and it's true, and it's powerful, and the blood is activated, praise the Lord, and suddenly your sins are remitted. And once that takes place, You have fulfilled the first two steps. Amen. Now, my wife's a cheater. Honey, I'm going to tell on you. She received the Holy Ghost before she was water baptized. Amen. And that's permissible. Somebody say amen. amen. Praise the Lord. I drug her into this apostolic doctrine, and she received the Holy Ghost before I did. Isn't that something? Praise God. She'll teach me. Come dragging her in an apostolic church service. Praise God. I'm just going to get the Holy Ghost before you do. And that's all right. But I'll tell you this. It's stuck. And it'll stick in your life if you'll permit it. Because once you're baptized in the name of Jesus and your sins are remitted, You receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And the Bible says that the evidence of this is that you will speak in other tongues as the Spirit of God gives the utterance. How many was here? Chloe's gone and took off for college, but here just a few weeks ago, she received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. She was sitting right here. And she was ready. She had repented. She's been baptized. She was ready, praise God. Her spirit was right. Amen. She had a right attitude. She wanted it. She wanted to be saved, praise God. And I laid hands on her. I said, Chloe, I'm going to give you the best advice. I'm, I'm going to tell you how this works. You can't speak in tongues and speak in English at the same time. Amen. I said, God's going to put a word in your mind. It's probably a word you've never uttered or spoken before. You probably won't even recognize it as part of a vocabulary. But he's going to drop it into your mind. When I lay my hands on your head, he's going to drop it in there. And when he does that, you say it. Don't say hallelujah. Don't say thank you, Jesus. Don't don't say forgive me, Lord. You already did all that over here at the altar. Just say that word, and she went into a dialect that was from heaven. Amen. What it was just beautiful. There was no struggle. There was no fight. Why? Because she had repented. She had been baptized. She was ready. Praise the Lord. And she was. And she was obedient to what I told her. And she didn't. She didn't. Speak another word of English for I don't know how long. Praise God. She just went into speaking in tongues and praise God. There it was. Amen. I'm still talking about being saved. Amen. And I said it earlier when I said you you can pull your salvation out from underneath the blood. And heaven forbid that somebody in your life would pull Your salvation out from underneath the blood. Let me tell you something. Once you are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and your sins are remitted, they're under the blood. Leave them there. You don't have no business touching them, praise the Lord. It doesn't matter what you've done in your life. It doesn't matter what you've been involved in. It doesn't matter how wicked you've been, how how deceptive you've been. None of that really matters, praise the Lord. And shame on anybody that would try to pull out the sins of somebody that's put them under the blood of Jesus. I don't want to hear about what they used to do. I don't want you come sneaking up, amen, and calling me and telling me, hey, if you knew what I knew about so and so, hey, the only thing I know is that they repented and were baptized and Jesus remitted their sins. They received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, and you keep your tongue off of them. That's all I know. You may wonder why I keep preaching the same message. I don't know anything else to preach but to repent and be baptized and receive the Holy Ghost and go to heaven. It is the gospel of Christ, it is our salvation. And if you've made a mistake or you failed God, then you need to find this altar. And don't let anybody keep you from it. You know, a bad. Here's the bad thing about church people. Once, once we go to that altar and we're born again, the next time we go to that altar... Some people will sit back and go, I wonder what's going on with them. Don't you worry about what's going on with them. You better wonder with a spirit like that, you better wonder what's going on with you. Don't you worry about what somebody else, somebody's trying to get their life right. Somebody's trying to do right. Somebody's trying to reconcile with God. Praise the Lord. Don't you put your tongue on them. Don't you put your hand on them. I just feel like God's wanting to save somebody. Amen? But here's what I'm fixing to tell you as the musicians get ready. I've got about five pages of notes left in that book and I have, I've got past my scriptures and I can't get off of it. Here's what I believe. There are some here that somehow have been bound by tradition. You know what tradition is? Well, bless God, Grandma done it that way, and she was a righteous woman, and Mama done it that way, and she, amen? You need to take Mama and Grandma out of the equation, and you need to worry about you and what the Word of God says about you. And what it says about you today. So that you can be saved today. Amen. Because the word says repent. Start there. If you fail God, guess what the word says? Repent. You get it wrong. You make a mistake. You handle things wrong. Repent. God, I'm just going to repent about it. Praise the Lord. In fact is, I think it' all yeah, I think it'd be good if we all just stood to our feet this morning. I don't know how you could stand to anything else, but just stand with me. And I think as she's stroking that keyboard back there and making a melodious sound, that I think it'd be good for us to all over this room just lift our hands. Amen, I said this altar, but we can repent and we can repent right where we're standing. Amen. If you want to come to this altar, this altar is open. If you feel like you need to come to this altar, this altar is open right now. Praise the Lord. Nobody's going to judge you. Praise the Lord. Every hand raised, every eye closed. Praise the Lord. We're praying and we're believing right now that God's going to do a great work in somebody's life. This altar is open. God, why don't you forgive us? Lord, we're human. We make mistakes. Praise God. We made mistakes. We've went down the wrong road on on occasion, and we just need you to forgive us of our transgressions. Forgive us of our sins. Help us, Lord, to be safe. Come on, here's somebody coming right now. You need to. You need to just step out from where you're at. Step out from where you're at. It'd be all right. Just move on out. Find you a place at this altar. Find a place right here at these steps, and just ask the Lord, God. I I, I just feel I feel overwhelmed. I say I, I feel sometimes like I I feel like I've went too far in one direction. Forgive me, Jesus. Forgive me.